Should we introduce ourselves, I guess? You want to start? You go first. I'm terrible at introducing myself. I describe myself as, I actually just added a word to this description today. Uh, on the spectrum, creative weirdo. For some reason, I left the word creative out. And that's kind of core of who I am. And I'm kind of all over the place. And that kind of triggered something in my head because I'm reminded of how many times I used to change my Twitter bio. And I actually have like all of these screenshots of the different versions of myself or how I wanted myself to be portrayed to other people. And yeah, at one point I had a uh, organizational enthusiast and um, creative. Creative was in there. It was in the bio, but um, yeah, my name is Renee and or Renee, it doesn't matter how you Trinidadians pronounce it, however they want. And uh, anybody else pronounces it Renee, usually. Um, I, 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 I like digital tools and I like, um, I mean, in my day job. So during my working hours, I am a doctor at I'm a doctor um but right now I'm kind of in primary care so that is a GP kind of public health space and I'm I'm interested in pathology um so histopathology uh, autopsies and things like that but I'm relatively a junior doctor so I I still have to if I want to specialize in those things because Trinidad doesn't really have a program right now I would have to migrate to the UK is what I'm thinking of but medicine aside all of my personal projects is what I really focus on that's what gives me like motivation every day medicine does not I shouldn't shouldn't say that (laughs) We'll leave medicine on its own for now, but yeah, digital tools, organization, um, anything along those lines um, is what I'm interested in. One of the reasons I thought that this was interesting is because I think that the friendship that you and I have built up over over online kind of defies what people from an outside perspective would think, right? Mm -hmm. I'm older, you're younger, Mm -hmm. I'm male, you're female. I'm lighter skin, you're darker skin. All these things people make a big deal out of. I'm American, you're Trinidadian. Mm-hmm. Yet you and I have so much in common, even taste. You know, like when it, you were, when you put up your website, the new blog, I was like, that's the exact theme I would have picked. Or this, Super Note. Oh. The exact oh. time that I was buying this, you were looking at videos of it. <laughs> I was. It's it's uncanny to say the least. Um, the amount of things that we have in common and uh, how our thought process processes kind of just are on the same wavelength so frequently. It truly is uncanny. We we were talking a little bit before we started. Like right now, I just watched your newest video on digital minimalism, and it's. It's not the exact same topic, but they're so mirrored to like that video that I did about index cards. You know, this idea of like pulling the digital, prying the digital out of like the prime spot in your life, still enjoying the tools, still using them, but not letting that part control everything else. Like it seems like the digital world, I think because it has like infinite, essentially infinite space, infinite storage, there's no some cost to collecting things. I think the side effect of that is that it has an infinite appetite. 
and it just eats up our life and our attention. And we end up doing all these busy work things, especially you and I, who we love playing with apps. Yes. But you'll catch, I, I, I know that you do because I've, we've been following each other for a while. I do it all the time. I catch myself. I've been doing this for years realizing, Oh, I'm not playing anymore. Like now I'm, I'm just stuck in this cycle of like doing these actions. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> yep. It's, it has happened with, I do, I don't know. It's just, it seems that because we like building things and seeing like what we have in our head come out on the screen it's that's our I guess how we express our creativity um because it goes like that you know different applications can provide different things and uh, we end up think it's like a it's like a wild roller coaster ride honestly you just end up jumping and not that jumping is a bad thing but you do have to look step back and kind of assess you know um what you're doing uh because applications they change especially um, i'm more talking about like social media i mean yes you can jump around from like the technology apps that we use um the note-taking type of apps and stuff but i mean social media is a different ball game <laughs> i mean it will just suck up all of your time all of your energy all of your attention and uh, it seems that um you can even jump from social media um, website. I jumped from Instagram to Twitter because that's where my interest was. No one's really, I mean, yes, there are people posting on Instagram about these things, but Twitter is where the Notion community um, lives. And that's how I, I didn't even have a Twitter. I had one, but I never used it until I discovered Notion because that's where everybody was. Um, but now it's a hard space for the type of stuff we find interesting because sometimes they're not a visual representation of something you want to share or mm -hmm. the visual representation you want to share is not interesting. You know, the algorithm is not going to pick up a screenshot. It's not going to pick up uh, an index card. It's not going to pick up a quote from a book. It just drops you. So in especially the way their algorithm works now, even like your friends and your family don't see the stuff you post. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I haven't opened it in like three weeks. <laughs> because the last time I opened it, I didn't. I I looked at the feed, and there was nobody I knew in the feed. So, so what's the point? Uh, I the feed has been changing for me. I use it to oh. message um close some close friends that only send me things on Instagram. You know, you, <laughs> you only send me the things on Instagram. So I check it periodically because of these people. And I don't, I mean, I would have told them like when I, when I started, um, I did like a digital detox earlier in the year. So I told them I'm not going to be active on Instagram anymore. Send things to me on WhatsApp because that's where I'll be to get a response quickly. However, you know, Instagram is just where the memes are. It's just where the pictures are. And you end up sharing things there. But uh, um, the Instagram feed has been, because I no longer use it on mobile and I use it on um, on my browser, it doesn't, like the actual feed itself, it doesn't refresh. I don't know. I have to refresh it. I've been seeing the same post from oh, the same guy <laughs> at the top of my, so I don't even have a, I don't even feel to scroll. I don't know if it's broken. It's like a gallery, not even a feed. Yeah, it's like yeah. walking into a gallery. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. So I, I have no need to go to the explore page or anything again anymore. I'm glad that they added the messaging to Instagram so I can do the same thing, which I, I've been doing as well. Because for years, you had to keep it on your phone for that one friend because there was no web version it, of it. You're right. You're right. And before, you couldn't really even post um like an like a photo or anything i mean right now you can't add anything to your story from the browser which i have found to be a plus but also not a plus because things have shifted like at least in my friend circle everyone posts things to their story well i know generally i i I don't know generally, but my friends are everyone posting to their stories. So if I want people to know that I'm writing a newsletter, then or, or I'm doing YouTube videos like I'm right now, I have to post that to my story because if I post it to my feed, some people may see it, but most people won't because most people check my actual stories because I used to be so active, um, like maybe what two a month ago or two months ago I was very active on Instagram but I'm not anymore that's weird the way that that the central thing in the app which is you know the the feed is not even where it's the same on my end I think I don't ever watch stories so I'm pretty sure that's why I don't see anything from anybody because they're doing exactly what you're saying they're doing all the stories yeah I don't have the time to watch those things I feel like going back to like the digital minimalism idea for me, like there's a, I have this balloon theory of creativity. You have to, in order to make things creative, you have to pump air in. Right. But there also has to be pressure. It has to build up. And then when you get to a certain point of pressure, that's when you're forced to make something. That's one of the reasons like I've stopped tweeting as much as I was before, because every time I tweeted, it was like letting a little bit of air out. And it wouldn't build to like a point where I'm like, okay, I have to do something. And that's right. one of the reasons I stopped putting notes up and everything. I'm just trying to funnel everything as much as possible into video, which sometimes means having to figure out how the heck do I make a video of that thing? That That is true. I really miss your Obsidian publish. Like I miss the questions that you would um ask and then answer there. Um, my again, my problem that I would have addressed in like my digital home video with Obsidian Publish is that I can't I couldn't subscribe to it via RSS to to get updates. But I really liked that format yeah. and Scrintal would have been it for me with the public desk if I could have shared links to the exact cards and reference them in my newsletter and you know just some small speed performance and performance improvements screen would have been perfect because i am still in love with the public desk concept i know it just wasn't game. we were we, we talked about this previously about how the canvas feature in obsidian is basically scrintle but that's mm -hmm. the one thing it doesn't have because even if you obsidian publish it's going to publish the markdown files. It's not going to publish those canvases. Yeah, it's it's a tool for your thinking and your processing through your notes. It's a canvas for that purpose. But there was just something about the public desk that I liked. Like, even if you couldn't, um, 
even if I couldn't share the links, I mean, someone could still go to it and, but then I have to keep updating it. And if I'm not there, if that's not where I'm writing, then it becomes an extra step. Like, okay, I'm just posting this to the public desk because I like the concept, but I don't actually like working there because of, you know, little, little. So that's just how things change with, with, our use and we change as well as our needs change and then the apps sometimes don't change <laughs> so i think the canvas thing is like you i think your wording was it's better than scrintle in the sense that sorry scrintle <laughs> but <laughs> but because it's it's the canvas feature is scrintle right but then you have the whole entire obsidian app in addition to that yeah so everything that people I'm have been using for years is now like an addition to that feature. So Mine. now you have so much. <laughs> Plus, if you put Excala Draw into that, um, mm. into the, into those tools as well, you have a lot of visual tools there now that actually make it a lot more powerful. Which is kind of a bummer for Scrintle and Heptabase and Cosmic mm. and everybody else that's working on something like that right now. It really is like when I from the time I saw it. I was like, my heart just kind of sank for Scrintile because I love their team. I love the app in itself. I love the concepts behind it. It's just that I can't see people using, paying for Scrintile if Obsidian is free and you have, so you have your whole PKM in there. And now you can look at things with visual cards. You can play your videos. I mean, everything everything that Scrintle does well, at all. Scrintle doesn't have full text search yet. Obsidian does, although not in Canvas. Not in Canvas, okay. Yeah, so like those cards that you create in Canvas that are not, you know, you can pull your your notes in, but then you mm -hmm. can also create the cards themselves. Yeah, the cards I themselves are, they're non-searchable, which yeah. makes sense, you know, because they're usually labels. If yeah. You, if you put the Who's word, you know, like to do, you don't want that word showing up in search, probably, especially if it's a common word. It, it's more meant to be temp a temporary kind of just maybe to add some structure to the canvas itself. Yeah, you know, like you know, like a naming a connection between two cards or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think because if you get to a point where you're you've just created a card that this that is this big, you might as well make that into a full file. Sure. I think that's their thinking, right? Which sure. I think gives a lot of flexibility. I think one thing that nobody can say about Obsidian is they don't put, as I said that in the double negative, I said the sentence the wrong backwards <laughs> way. One thing that you can never say about the Obsidian developers is that they don't put enough thought into their app. They put so much thought into every feature. And the fact that it's a free app is just yeah, kind of mind-blowing. It, that that that's why I said like I don't know why you would why you would pay for something else when you have all of this at the tips of your fingers for free I don't have much um experience at all with obsidian but you do and you can definitely see and and even me without my any experience I can see it clear as day you know that they do really good work overall uh, I think it's open source too, if I remember correctly. I think it's an open source project. That's probably why it's free. It's hard to make, it's hard to charge for an app when it's open source because somebody can just steal your code. Right, 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 right. So that's right. probably part of it. I've actually, 
not making any promises, but I've been dipping my toes a little bit back into Obsidian. <laughs> Just because everything that I've been doing has been great, you know, pulling pulling away. But I was sitting and I was watching TV the other night. It was Monday. It was Monday. I had done client work in the morning. I did. I wrote my newsletter. I recorded and edited a video all in the day. I was had a busy day, a very productive day. And I was sitting down watching TV and I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> and, I, and then it hit me. Maybe that's one of the things that I haven't taken into account with the digital apps is maybe they don't have a value, a huge value um, in the sense that I need them. But they are something for me to tinker with while I'm watching TV and it keeps my mind busy. And maybe that's something I had never considered. You know, just organizing my notes in Obsidian is fun. You and I have talked about this. We're nerds like that. Yeah, it's almost relaxing. Like, like I don't even want to tell you the things that I do, the shit that I do. <laughs> Just like a few days ago, probably yesterday it was, or day before yesterday, I, because I went down the, I'm now in down the digital minimalism rabbit hole, obviously I've come across just minimalism, which I would have uh, come across years and years ago, but extreme minimalism is what I I came across and these are people that you know count their things and you can't say this to Renny because she is going to make an ocean database or find a super tag in Tana to really <laughs> start logging everything that she owns that is what I'm going to do on my Saturday night when I'm you know I don't have anything else or not even that I don't have anything else to do, but this is what is fun to me. <laughs> I'll tell you something that's hilarious. Once again, things we have in common. Before I moved to Texas, we we're packing everything away. And as I was packing everything, I was making sure I knew what was in boxes. So I was writing down everything and what box it was going in. And then I had this thought in my mind. I kept it in Rome at the time I was using Rome and had this thought in my mind. Okay. When I unpack, all I have to do is grab those and move them to the location where they are. And then anytime I need to find something, I can just search in Rome and it'll tell me what drawer of what dresser it's in. Did I do that? Uh, no, but I wanted to. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't do it because I did it at one point. And this was so long ago that it was in Trello. Okay, Trello was still... It was, we didn't have Notion. Well, I didn't have Notion at least. And I did it in Trello. Every, my sister and I did it. Everything we knew, where everything in the house was, what cabinets. I even did it with my own things, what drawer. And I should probably look back in Trello because maybe that's still there. <laughs> like, where is that thing? But you know what? It might still say in Trello. I it's just not a terrible idea though, is it? You know, like save yourself a little bit of time it's just it's the kind of thing that makes a lot of sense but you never want to tell anybody that you did it <laughs> and i and i just and i just did i i quite oh. i look in my youtube history right now there is a youtuber that i saw did it in notion she 
she cataloged everything that is in well I okay I don't know if it's everything in her house but it's there you can see every room pictures so you know I'm going to be taking pictures like this is not things that you need it's not something that you need to do you you've not you haven't done it for the past how much of a years of your life therefore it's not a necessity but it might be fun and it might help you to find something when you don't know where it is and for someone like us I mean that's all we need <laughs> well, I th what I'm thinking right now too is like so when I was in college I had a roommate who I think he was a minimalist before anybody knew what a minimalist was but he would I'd say maybe once every couple of weeks he'd look at all of his stuff you know we were living in a dorm room so it's a lot easier to look at all of your stuff because everything's in one room but he'd look at all his stuff and he'd be like I don't want that anymore. I don't need that anymore. He would get rid of things, just regularly get rid of things. And when you think about having that list, that catalog, how much easier is it to do that? You know, now you have that distance where you're just looking at words on the screen and you're like, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you hold object in your hand, you're like, oh, old friend, can I really get rid of you? I know you're just a stapler, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. I, I I've thought the same I've thought through this like I've literally thought through this and um, I think the only thing stopping me is that I'm just interested in more in other things more right now but it's something that I might actually do just if like if I have some extra time it's something that I might actually do just so that I can see everything for myself you know it's it's it sounds like it might have um some utility especially I do declutter frequently well okay I shouldn't say frequently but at least a few times for the year I just go through everything that I have and have a pile to donate and have a pile to um either well I don't really throw anything away my mother prefers that I I don't so literally when I lived at home before I would I, I couldn't throw anything out so everything will go to her essentially I would put everything in a plastic bag and I give it to her and she will then go through it and say okay you can now discard of these things because you know um, other people might find it useful but I just didn't want it in my space anymore yeah. like I'm, I'm just like that I don't want to see things that I don't need to see <laughs> No, I'm the same way. Like right now, actually, before I started recording this, you can't see my desk, but there was envelope here, this here. And I just have this tendency. I'm like the absent-minded professor where I just, if I'm doing something, that's what I'm doing. So I just put things places. And then the other part of me, when I switch to other hats or other brains, walks through the house going, oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> So when I came in here, I'm like, I cannot film the video with that on the desk and that on the desk and that on the desk. Yeah. I have an empty can here and it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. It's weird because it's like you can kind of function in your own mess up to a certain point. But once that point has has arrived, you're like, okay, we need to think things need to go back to some semblance of order. Hey, that's I'm the same way. Yeah, because if you don't like trim the hedge. It just gets crazy. And then you can't, I, I don't know, it sounds like you're the same. You just can't think. Yeah. Like the, like the environment becomes your brain. Exactly. You know what, exactly. as, what? That reminds me of when we were talking about um, jumping apps. It kind of fits into this if I can find it. I was just reading. Do you know Nick Milo? The, he does I've the linking your thinking. Long, 
Twitter, but I don't, I haven't seen his YouTube. Um, I just video. downloaded his light kit, which is like his obsidian um, method, I guess you could say. And it's actually, okay. it's actually really cool. It's a whole packet that you download and you create an obsidian vault and you can walk through it and read it. And then there's also videos that accompany it. But he was saying, if I can find the quote, there was one quote that earlier hit me and now I'm remembering. Oh yeah, the mental squeeze point. A mental squeeze point is when your unsorted knowledge becomes so messy, it overwhelms and discourages you. Either you are equipped with fragments to overcome the squeeze point, or you are discouraged and even possibly abandon your project. This is usually followed by yet another search for the next shiny thing that will make all the difference. And mm. I was that hit me where I was like, oh, that's a missing piece as to why the app switching and all that happens. Because at least for me, it was that. I get to a certain point, especially like with Rome. I'd start using Rome and I'd be like, oh, this is great. I do like this app a lot. And then all of a sudden I get to a point and I'm like, I have no idea where anything is. Mm. I'm not in control anymore. I don't, this, this is a mess. And then I couldn't use it anymore. So I have to jump to something else. And I think that's what he's talking about there is that same thing. Is like our digital workspace can become like the physical workspace. Physical, yeah, like you're uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that that's interesting. I never really thought about it in that way. But that's interesting. I'll I'll have to think about that because I'm sure it's kind of synonymous with some of the points that Cal makes in digital minimalism, well, or at least with social media use and how they kind of get us to be so addicted to these things, um, you know, and he, it's reminding me a bit of him talking about um, at which point you should like toss an app or stay with it. And um, he was basically saying, like, if you just have one, if you just have one tiny reason to be here, then you you don't actually need to be fully invested or even use it. You can just delete the account, honestly, because at the end of the day, it's actually causing more harm because it's adding to your your mental clutter, digital clutter. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, there's a clutter that um accumulates um up to a certain point and uh, then you might find yourself doing strange things that <laughs> you never intended well it's like i tried to explain the concept of minimalism to somebody um who didn't you know it's like 30 years older than me who didn't really get it and never really been exposed to the idea before and i said think about it like this everything you own there's part of your brain going like this on off on off all day remembering where that is hmm. and if you add up all the things you have all these little things going like this remember 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 and the more and more and more and more of those the less you can think because all of this is going on in the background and you don't you don't hear it but you feel it so yeah. that's why when you start getting rid of stuff you're like yeah, you're just not yeah, you're not cognizant of all those things, those small things. But uh, at the same time, decluttering can get a bit extreme. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like it can, especially for people like us, it can get extreme because we're all caught up in the process. We're all caught up in, you know, cataloging and counting things. And then we kind of lose sight of the purpose behind and not only purpose, but some restraint needs to be 
hard like other people it will be really I know people that it's difficult for them to let go of things and it's difficult for them to kind of um, streamline things into categories but um, for others it can really get it can get out of hand they're, they're both ends of the extreme and what you're saying is important because we just kind of have to be mindful it all comes back to you know that mindfulness and that awareness going back to okay why am I doing this in the first place you know we have to be self-aware it also comes down to self-awareness we know ourselves and and our the things that you know will trip us up so it's that as well well it's like the whole Marie Kondo thing you know does this spark joy everybody kind of made fun of that because like oh does this spark joy but what she was really offering you is an inflection point by giving you that question, she was keeping you mindful. You're going yeah. through this and you actually yeah. have a question to ask yourself. It keeps you in the moment of it so that you're not running into one extreme or the other. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely why that was um, beneficial. I have a question for you, actually. Mm -hmm. What's your current process? Like how, let's, let's focus just on, on video. What, how are you going from here to filming? What's your path? That's a good, that's a good question. I would want to ask you the same thing after, but um, okay. So I literally think it's whatever I'm doing. So the video is whatever I'm doing, in, whatever I'm thinking about, right? So, but it kind of happens in a strange way because for example, this week, Workspace Wednesday, I was thinking of doing note-taking for medical students or, or medical professionals. Um, however, I didn't get much studying done in <laughs> this, this week. Instead, um, I was reading Digital Minimalism and just kind of thinking about those things. So the video, I might have one idea in my head um, based on whatever I'm thinking about, but it oftentimes changes the day before, the day before. So on Tuesday is when I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is way, I'm way more excited about this. Let me do this instead. And then I'm like up late, you know, thinking about how, well, I'm not usually, it's usually the morning of, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's the morning of, it's Wednesday morning, like 6 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how am I going to structure this? Um, I don't script anything generally but it's been brought to my attention that I say um a million times. I actually didn't notice. So I'll, I'll give you a completely different perspective. I haven't noticed at all. You I'm must serious. have. I know in Okay, so this week's one was perfect. It was, it was the best. But the one before, I was losing my mind when I rewatched it to put the timestamps. I was like, Jesus Christ, um again? Um, again are you seeing anything else so because of that I've added a loose <clears throat> sort of structure to it where I kind of think about in advance okay this is I don't write I don't type or write anything out but I kind of just do like a practice run sort of like okay so I start off with I usually start off with an arc um 
easel where I put uh, the whatever I'm starting of talking about, whether it's the link to a website, um, etc. And I might have some notes there. So I start there. But the process before I start filming is me just kind of like I'm talking to myself, like okay, this is my and then um, and then I'm like, okay, I feel like I I can safely get through this bit without saying um a million times and um that's like the pre-planning and uh, after that I kind of just um I use a clean shot to uh, um do the recording of my screen I use my monitor to actually record I'm, I don't use like right now I'm looking at this is my my laptop but I use my monitor to record the actual video just because I have more real estate um, I might try it actually on on the Mac because I realized that the audio isn't terrible. Like I use a microphone too when it's connected to my monitor, but I find that it's, I mean, I'm sure it's something that I'm doing. Like I'm just not setting the audio properly or something, but it sounded a lot better when I did um when I when I tested it out on my Mac. So um just using the speakers itself. Um, so yeah, I, f I just film it and then I use um, DaVinci Resolve just to splice out the awkward like minutes or two minutes at the beginning where I'm like, like the <laughs> today's own was so funny. Today's own, I like, I just was really enthusiastic. So I was like, hi everyone. Today <laughs> and then I stopped myself. I'm like, okay that was too enthusiastic let me do that over again so that is currently spliced out um in DaVinci Resolve and um yeah I just edit out the beginning um silence and whatever matters goes on the beginning and I usually mess up the end because I usually end it too abruptly because I don't know how to end things I'm just like okay um this is it thanks for watching so I edit out the thanks for watching every single time every time I say thanks for watching I'm like who the hell is watching this <laughs> let me edit that out and that's it I think the beginnings all for me at least is always the hardest part it's like what's the first word I'm gonna say yeah is it gonna be um I hope it's not um is it gonna be hey I do the this is where I go I, I do you know it's like baseball you're going up strike one straight <laughs> eventually i gotta hit a ball here can we just roll in a lot of times like with stuff i've recorded especially like when i was doing podcasts when it was just audio mm -hmm. i end up doing a lot more false takes when it's just audio something about the video i'm just like ah, screw it but with mm -hmm. the audio i would sometimes i record for like five minutes big like, nope and just stop <laughs> go back 10 minutes nope but right. that beginning, the end I don't worry about the end. You shouldn't worry about the end either because that's when we have the least viewers, no matter what we do. True. I should keep that in mind. But again, persons have told me your video ended so abruptly. <laughs> like family members. This is the family I'm talking about. Like not random people that I don't know. It's like you were talking one minute and then bam. <laughs> I'm just met with like the end, like other people's suggestions. And like, really? I I okay I see it now when I go back and watch it but I truly don't think as you said it matters uh, it hasn't bothered me I haven't got to the end and be like whoa what happened it's not like you went drop the mic <laughs> <laughs> great so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it that and that honestly I, I I don't hear the hums I don't 
maybe I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a a guess here. Maybe it's because you have an accent and your your accent is charming to me, so I don't hear the ums. <laughs> you know, like if it was somebody that sounded like me, I'd be like, I hear the ums. I hear the ums. But I don't I, I don't hear them at all. There that last video, last week's no, I was at the Tana, uh that was the Tana. Early, early yeah. yeah. So many. It was just it was ridiculous. Like usually I'm like okay with the amount of ums, but that one was really striking to me. So, you know, I'm really happy that you don't notice it. And I hope that it's only my particular family members that have mentioned it to me that it's only them I, can, I don't remember the exact quote but it was something along the lines of uh if you get a bad review it was in re reference to like i think uh, theater if you get a bad review don't worry everybody you know will point will bring it to your attention <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's true it's like you think yeah. everything's fine but then somebody you know is going to be like by the way yeah mums there <laughs> exactly. here's my paper <laughs> <laughs> i was close to counting them that's not many there were because i'm like jesus but it's fine i did it and it's there and <sighs> what was that app that you used for your the values thing in the last video where you had the drop down with the squares that was x mind i literally ah. I was, I was, I had a thought that came, I was like, I need to link that um, in the description, but then I forgot. So it's XMind, um, just a mind mapping to, do you know, do you know it? X -Mind. Uh, I think, was it TFT Hacker or Cortex Futur was just talking about that on Twitter the other day? Somebody, somebody was talking about it. That's how I, yeah, whatever that was, that's how I got there. <laughs> because somebody, I, I mean, I just like, I've always liked mind mapping tools. I think Whimsical was what I was really um using before. I don't, I'm, I'm probably not going to continue using XMind. The only thing that I like about it is the color schemes that you can choose. So like that green and kind of beige color scheme I really liked that and uh, but it's, it's not doing certain things maybe I need to search and see how to do it but just like um adding <clears throat> the text in between like the on the line itself in between two cards or two um main points I mm -hmm. can't figure out how to do that. I, I know it's a feature because I saw it in examples, uh, right. use cases on their website, but I think it may be the actual um, the actual theme that I'm currently, not theme, but the structure for the mind map. It oh, yeah, because you have the organizational map. structure where it's going down. Exactly, right. So there aren't really any lines, <laughs> if you think okay. about it. Uh, yeah, because as I say, like uh, Canvas has that, and all you do is click on the line. That's usually... That would be the obvious way to do it, right? Yeah. So I'm, it's got to be that because it would. That's not a feature they would want to hide. That you need that. <laughs> but it has to be that. funny was I was watching that video, and I saw you using that. It was one of those another one of those moments like, oh my god, we're in the same place right now because I was just watching, what's his name, Zoltz Zoltz Visual PKM. He's the guy that develops the Excaladraw plugin, I think for, for um, Obsidian, he does these fantastic videos where he's using Excaladraw for the video, but he's he's drawn a whole canvas 
and he has, you know, his, his face is in the bottom down here and he's talking. And as he's walking through, he's moving you through it, kind of like what you did in your video. And I was mm -hmm. watching one of his videos yesterday before I saw yours. And I was like, that's what I need. I need, mm -hmm. I need an outline to keep me from rambling, but mm -hmm. I can still do what I do at each stop, but there needs to be something for people to look at. Exactly. And yeah. And what's great about the way he did it is so he's moving. So you have this, but then, there, you know, there's sometimes that you stop where you're not looking at them. You're looking at the map, but he's not moving. Mm. That's when the face in the corner comes in handy. There's nothing happening that's on the screen here. In other people's videos. So you, you can send me that link because I would really like to see how how that um how that works. There's another, there's a girl that I on youtube what is her name kidology she's not like <laughs> nothing that you would probably be interested in she does these commentary on culture and uh, like younger i i used to subscribe to her but anyway she does these really long um i don't know what they're called but she uses something i don't know what she uses to have these pictures up and have these i, I searched in the comments I almost asked myself, I went to her Patreon, it wasn't there, and um, I just don't know what she actually uses, but I will send you like a screenshot of yeah. her setup. It looks, it would be really nice if, if I'm sure you would be interested in it just to have, like she's there in the corner, but she has this whole canvas and you can follow along with pictures and, um, but it looks aesthetically pleasing. It looks nice. Like there's a yeah. way to do it where it doesn't look all that nice, but that one looks nice. So I'm really curious to see what this guy that you're talking about, what he used. Um, yeah, because he's using the Excalibur draw, so it has that handwritten look. But I mean, of course, he's using it, he develops it, and it's, it looks great. Don't be, don't get me wrong; it looks great. It works. He knows how to use it, probably better than anybody else. So the way everything looks is just perfect. But it's just I, I've been really interested in this idea of like, you know, I was talking about that balloon theory, right? Well, one of the things that I've been thinking about with that balloon theory is what about these things that would have been a tweet? What if I let that just little thing that would have been a tweet blossom out into a whole video. Like the one I just did about things that would stop you from journaling. Mm -hmm. that, that would have just been a tweet before, but I let it blossom out. I'm not, it was fun to experiment with like those chapter titles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think what we're talking about is more where I should probably take those kind of videos. It's more interesting. I think. I I do think it's, it's more interesting I mean, that last video that you did, I mean, there were so many um, points that resonated with me. Like I was just kind of jotting down things uh, like journaling while you're talking about journaling. Because I'll tell you how I did the video. <laughs> it has to do with journaling. <laughs> uh, that's how I ended up there. But oh, that, I guess I'll explain my process right now to you. Yeah. Starts with journals. Literally, it, right now in the in the super oh. so anything like that was literally on sunday i go to uh, i have a habit on sundays to go to a coffee shop just to get out of the house at least once a week no matter what and i go there and i sit for like an hour and a half and i just i do nothing except for journal i bring the journal with me and that's all i do i don't pull my phone out i don't read i journal or i stare <laughs> and that's it like it's just 
I at least create that space for myself. But, you know, a lot of times it's like, like I said in the video, it's just, you know, this person next to me is talking really loud and they stink, you know, like it's just annoying, menial stuff. But every once in a while I hit on like a wave, you know, like I, this thought and I'm like, oh, 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 I'm going to the next page. Oh, I'm still on that thought going to the next page. And I get like five pages. And before I would go, oh, I should do something with that. But because it was in the journal, in the paper journal, it never immediately would make it anywhere. So what I've started to do, trying to do, is when I hit one of those wave things, like that particular one, make it into a video. Take that, that into the video. I love how you make that space for yourself because I don't do that at all. I do not make that space. Not easy. I love that. It's like I said in the video, we have so many excuses not to. It's not an easy thing to do. It's a struggle. I mean, I'm the rarity. You are not, you know, that's, it's more because I think when I first started doing it, it just felt good. And it's like anything else, any habit is easier to pick up when it feels good when you do it. Right. 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 You know, that's why exercise is such a hard habit to pick up because most of the time it does not feel good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially if you're out of shape. Like going for a run right now, I'd be like, never happening again. <laughs> like never. Yeah, the exercise. Well, let's not even go there right now because I am. Exercise and I right now are not on the best of terms. So, <laughs> but, but. I would like to implement that kind of routine that I, maybe it is that, you know, I need to find something like give myself the time. So like block out the time in terms of a space, but figure out how I would want to do it. I mean, I could start off maybe yes, with journaling in some way, but maybe it might evolve into, I don't know, but just giving myself the space, it, it could even be something like a, a walk or something where I'm, I'm, I my mind can wander, but I do still want to kind of, you know, um, capture my thought um, processes, which is where I can probably use um, the watch um, and maybe record. I have considered that recording um, or using a, a an app, like maybe drafts or something. But you suggest that. Yeah, so that's maybe I just need to figure out how it can work for me. But I think that the most important thing is setting the time and starting, obviously, because if you don't do that, you're just going to continue on. That's why I one of the things like I noticed that our production time is pretty much the same. Like we we're not doing our videos a week ahead of time, a month ahead of time, like everybody else is doing. You know, like you said, you decide sometimes the morning of. Yeah, literally when I go, I have an idea for a video, I'm like, I need to film it today. Because if I don't, it'll end up, I have this whiteboard up here. It'll end up on the whiteboard and that's like the idea graveyard. Mm. You know, I'm telling myself I'm going to get to those someday, but ton of video, I already know that one's not going to happen. I already said I'm not going to do that one. What about my morning routine? Don't want to do that one anymore. You know, like that's the graveyard. Yeah, so yeah it's that's I can get it into the camera, the better exactly that's the best way to do it because it's like you know in these creativity books they talk about is it inspiration or they talk about an idea you know and when it's not acted upon it like it just 
flies away from you. And I have felt that, like I have literally felt that and it does not feel nice, especially if you're someone who is really like you want, you have lots of ideas and you knew that this would have been great if you, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it in Big Magic. Big Magic, yep, I was just going to say it. She she talks about it there. She's like, you need to you need to go with the flow of this because once you put it on a board or once you write it down and close the notebook, that's it for you. That idea is gone to someone else. Okay. The idea of that novel where her friend wrote almost the exact same novel. Like oh, the really? idea literally <laughs> was like, okay, it's been like five years. Bye. And she she wrote it and then they both described their novel to each other. I'm like, oh my God, we wrote the same book. yeah that's it's so true there's a there's a does she include the tom waits story in that book about tom waits telling the idea to come back later i don't it might have been something else she did but she i don't know if she interviewed tom waits at one point i don't remember exactly the details but tom waits uh if you don't know he's a musician and he had this this thing where he's like why is it like when i'm driving the car or I'm doing something else, I get the best idea for a song. And it used to drive him crazy to actually just drive him nuts. So that finally he got to a point where he's driving down the car, the idea would come to him, you know, maybe he'd get a melody or something. And he's like, I had to say to the muse, but like, come back later. I'm mm-hmm. driving right now. If it's important and you want me to do something, come back later. Otherwise, bye. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to just kind of let them go. It's interesting perspective as well, actually. I think the things that pester us are the things that um, resonate. The, you know, the, the ones that if they fly away easily, maybe they, they weren't for us anyways. You know? True, true. But then someone else I goes and meets you. it. And you're like, damn. <laughs> I had a, I have this book, you know, like a, a shelf in the bathroom with books and magazines and stuff. And one of the books is this thing. It's called the intellectual devotional and it's it's like it takes the idea of the biblical devotional and like where there's a bible passage and a little Mm -hmm. explication of it underneath one for every day except it's not about the bible it's about culture books so forth i had that idea like 15 years ago didn't do anything with it went into a bookstore and saw it on the shelf and i'm like oh i might as well buy it oh my goodness (laughs) buy it that, that that is, that's it that's the muse that that's it right there but then again as you said maybe it just wasn't for you maybe you it was something else was for you something better you know it's 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 I guess that's where your intuition kind of comes in as well but as you said you know if it's coming back and it's coming back then it must mean that you know it's like knocking on your door so even the things that don't make sense you know like for the longest time I had these ideas of what I wanted to do on YouTube. And by the way, everybody watching should know the only reason I do YouTube is because of you. Yeah. And same vice vice race. <laughs> we convinced each other to start doing YouTube. Yeah. And we barely yeah. knew each other at the time. There was nothing. There was nothing there. I was literally what inspired me to do any of anything, literally, in terms of making videos and recording anything, um, was your podcast, which is how I messaged you and said that. Because when I listened to your podcast, I was like, okay, a lot of things here are resonating. This is a bit uncanny. 
And not only that, but at that, even at that time, we were at the same space of, I told you, you know, I'm not, if I don't do this today, like I'm telling you, I messaged you, I'm like, if I don't do this today, then it's not happening. And you were like, yeah, well, you need to, <laughs> it needs to get done. And I right then uh, did it. And here we are. I still can't believe like eight, today would have been Warrior Space Wednesday, episode eight. That means that I've been doing this for eight weeks which is just, none of it would have happened if I didn't come across your Twitter profile and I didn't listen to your podcast at that time. And I wouldn't be doing this either. You know, I literally was trying to avoid doing YouTube for years because I did YouTube. I did, I did daily vlogging. Uh, how many years ago? I don't even remember how many years ago, a long time ago. And I did 200 days in a row. Like, recording editing publishing a video every day for like 200 days and I burned out I burned out hard and because of that I've never I've always been hesitant to go back to YouTube and then at a certain point it was about the podcast we were talking about the podcast and you were pointing out there are certain things that I talk about that would be better if you could see visual representation of it and I only gave myself a small allowance I just said okay, I'll do a screen recording of an app. And then this is what we're talking about, the things that don't go away. The other thing that didn't go away was the the doing videos of gear, you know, with the hands down of, or the camera down over the hands. I wanted to do those too. doesn't make sense for them to be on the same channel, but I did it anyways. Well, and it actually does make, at least it makes sense to me. And I don't, Okay, maybe it doesn't actually make sense, but I just enjoy them. So (laughs) that's why it makes sense for me. I guess it's just stuff I like using. So, you know, app I like using to me is like no different than a knife I like using. There are things that are useful. Um, But then everything else just kind of is like what we're saying about those ideas that aren't for you. I think it's because everything that we pick up, everything we create, we put into the world, it lays a path out. And and I don't mean this... um, not completely devoid of esoteric because there, I think there is a certain esotericness to it, but even in a more like practical down to earth sense, you do something, your next action is determined by the thing you did before. So you end up somewhere and all of those ideas that we let go would have led us somewhere else. We'd be doing something That's completely true. different. Yeah. That we, we likely would not have. Yeah. Completely agree. And Okay, a thought just popped into my head and then it literally left. Um, happens to me all the time. <laughs> it happens to me five times this minute. <laughs> like it was right there and then oof, it it disappeared. It was something along the lines of that you, um, consistency, yes. Consistency was always my biggest problem. It's still my biggest problem. This Workspace Wednesday thing has been the only thing that I'm talking about separate from work. Let me just disclaim I'm not talking about work here. I'm talking about my personal my personal projects. Every single one of them have crashed and burned because I said that I was going to do something and I was so excited. But for me, it's mainly the fear of not perfecting something. That's what holds me back. And with this, I was able to just kind of just say, you know what, I'm completely doing this 
just for the fun of it. And I don't care. I literally don't care about the outcome of this. And look at that. This is the one thing that I'm able to stick with. And now the habit and the consistency can seep into other areas, you know, that and hopefully I can launch some more of the projects that I actually want to to launch. But it's just like, it's really given me just kind of a push to keep creating like even if no one's gonna watch then okay no one's gonna watch but you you still did this and it's I like the video that's all that matters I mean that's why like my channel doesn't make sense you know like look at the four videos I did last week uh tech video of of an app (laughs) a tool um the one of me talking about journaling there was a fourth one in there. Oh, I can't remember. Are you counting the one about Google where you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's that one too. Oh, I got I got squished down and <laughs> they shadow banned me because their their algorithm's good at reading reading words, I guess. But it doesn't make sense. But I think the only reason I'm able to stay consistent with it is because it doesn't make sense. I think for me, the obstacle always before was like, here's the idea. And I create this box and then me being who I am, the moment I start getting consistent in this box, I go, what about that thing out there? What about that thing out there? What about that thing that doesn't belong in here? It's like, I just, I'm perpetually an outsider in that sense. Like I just, I can't create a box for something and just stay in it. So just making any video I want and being like, Hey, guess what my channel is about? Whatever I want. That's yeah. the only way I can stay consistent. That was really smart <laughs> as well. Oh, I don't think I planned that. That was accidental. <laughs> yeah, the it it's smart because it's it was accidental. I mean, it it works. It works in that way. It's it's all those little tricks of figuring out how to trick our own brains, right? It's like our brain sometimes wants to sabotage us because it's trying to keep us safe or something, you know, like there's some instinctual thing going on. And you have to figure out how to trick it. And you're like, okay, well, it's not really the same thing. This is a different kind of video. You're, <laughs> you're confused. You know, you're a rebel. You're confusing the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely am confusing. Them. <laughs> you should see. You should see my view counts. It's like every video is like, who knows? I have no idea what's going to happen with every video. Oh my goodness! And then the good thing is that you know. You can continue exploring along each. You can dive completely down one path and uh, that would, um, because that's just where you're feeling to where your creativity is taking you. And then you can go to some something else. You know, it's nothing about it is planned to the T where you have to begrudgingly stick to this. You right. know, the consistency is more important, like you said. And the, I mean, look at look at what you've been able to accomplish in less than actually less than eight weeks because it happened before you did the last two videos. Tana had you featured in their video. Yeah, that was wild. That's so that, awesome. Yeah, that that was really cool. I would have that would have never happened if things um, <clears throat> if I hadn't been filming videos because I would not have a setup. I wouldn't know how to do it, or at least how to do it relatively well. Um, 
the audio was a bit weird, but I mean, I still things you see, and that's that's another concept. And I heard it recently in um an MMA video that I was watching, and um I saved the quote in Tana because basically saying that you need to prepare for you need to be prepared for opportunities because then that's when the opportunities will actually draw you out if you're not prepared for what you want then how on earth is it going to happen for you how will you be prepared to receive it and how will you be prepared to do anything with it you know so it's like when you're and this is this is why it was so powerful you know for me to just get started and just do anything something um interest-based of course because like when you don't get started, you end up just being in the rut of what you, you're essentially not preparing yourself for the really good opportunities that you could have if you had just done the thing. <laughs> you know? There's a an esoteric writer named Mitch Horowitz, and he wrote this article, he used, to, he used to do these articles on Medium, and he wrote this article on Medium about the tarot card, uh, the Wheel of Fortune. And one of the things he said in there, he says, yes, the wheel, the idea of the wheel of fortune is that it comes around. Your fortune always comes around. He said, but that's only half of what that card means. The other half is you need to be in the position where you're ready for when the wheel comes around. Because if you're not standing there when the wheel comes around, you get no fortune. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even know that about that card, but, um, that yeah it's it's I think that's that is like probably the one of the most important things that I learned this year probably is that you know you really do kind of have to and it doesn't have to be that you're forcing yourself you know you it will come you kind of you instinctively know the direction at least to go in you might not know what to do but you at least know the direction and with once you kind of say yes and go along with it, it will evolve into something at least, and you will benefit from it. it you have to put something out to get something back. You know, is that reciprocal? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You wanted to know about this. I'm, I keep showing you the back about this. Yeah. So when I said I was journaling, this is what I've been, I've, for the last, uh, I think it's been a week. Today's Wednesday. So, almost a week since I got it. I just, I put paper aside and I said, okay, let's just see, is this, is it viable for me to use this without paper? You know, just replace paper as much as possible because the iPad never did that for me. And and part of it, I have to wonder too, is did I ever give the iPad that space? You know, did I ever say, okay, I'm not going to use paper and I'm, I probably didn't, um, but the experience of writing on this is different. Uh, somebody, I think it was in the comments on one of the videos, somebody was saying that the Lamy pen is really nice, but the ceramic nib on the heart of metal and the, the other one is even more like writing on paper. So now I'm really curious. Oh man. <laughs> And you and you and I are both Lamy nerds. We love Lamy pens. And I mean, this looks exactly like the Safari. It does. I love that. 
The only thing I would say about this that it's not a negative about it, but the button for the erase, mm -hmm. because um, because this can go all the way around, you know, like the fountain pen, like I said in the video, the fountain pen, you can only hold one way, but this right. one, you can hold it any way you want because it's round. Because of that, oh. I almost never know where the erase button is. Mm. So you so don't do you cross it mistakenly as well? Or? A few times I've kind of got to the point where I don't do that anymore, but I do get to the point where I want to erase and I have to look down at the pen and like turn it in my mm. hand sometimes to find so it's hard to develop the muscle memory. If I always had it where the thumb is, then I mm -hmm. could, I don't know, you can't probably see my hand. I have that too low. But if I always have it like this, sure, that makes sense. But sometimes it's over there and I go to do it and I'm like, oh, it's not there. So I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's the only negative to it, and which is probably why the eraser end, like they do on the Remarkable, makes more sense because you always know where the eraser is, right? Yeah, yeah. Do, do the other pens have a button? The other no. supernote? No. So no, how do they? The Lamy. Because the Lamy is technically not made for the supernote. I think that's what right. it is. Okay, um, I see. You do, on the other ones, you do two fingers on the screen. Mm -hmm. And when you write, it considers it an eraser. Okay, okay. Actually, might even be more convenient, to be honest. <laughs> because... You're never going to mistake this for anything else, right? Like, why else would I be doing this? Not, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not a snake. Uh, <laughs> no other reason. So I'm curious about the other pen now is what I'm saying. But I don't, it's not because the writing experience with this is negative anyway. It's great. It does not feel like writing on paper, but it does not feel like writing on an iPad. I was not about to ask, like, compared to the iPad, because like right now I have the iPad, but I have the paper like um, screen screen thing. And while I did obviously notice a difference when I initially put on the paper, like now it still just feels like, I mean, it just feels like I'm writing on glass. It's too hard, even it, with the exactly. pen. Yeah, same exactly. and, and you can hear it still. Even yeah. with like, <laughs> like, I still hear it. This is, yeah. this is with the Lamy is completely silent. I don't hear anything. The The reason I think that the ceramic would be a little bit better is because this being a plastic nib, it is a soft, smooth experience. Right. Um, it does have the resistance like you would want from a pen, but it doesn't have the scratchiness of a pen. So I think that's why they use the ceramic nib. It gives you a little bit of that scratch. Okay. be weird, but I think, like, like I said, I haven't used it, but I think that's what they're going for. Right, right. This feels sometimes it, when I first started writing with it, maybe I've maybe I've adjusted. When I first started writing with it, I could, you know, like they talk about it in the video that the screen indents when you write into it. I could kind of feel that. Now I can't. It just feels mm -hmm. like a flat surface to me. And I feel like that's what happened with the paper like and and the apple pencil. Like I felt it at the beginning, but then after. You adjust, right? Yeah, you adjust. <laughs> it doesn't feel like glass, though. It does. If you can tell, it's plastic. Like it has a softer quality to it, but it. Mm -hmm. I, I I could see wanting more, more, a little more scratch. Not a lot, just a little bit more. I can understand. So I might get the other pen just to see. Yeah, you're yeah. The other. 
And I mean, if I get another pen, then I won't have the, hey, I lost my Apple Pencil problem again, will I? Because at least I'll have a backup. I still have not, I still have not found it. I have no idea what Apple Pencil is. It could be in California for all I know. Wow. <laughs> no idea. I've looked. Another use case for that inventory of everything that you own. Yeah, that's they need to build those things with an air tag inside of them. But that's because of that. I've I've given into this device in a way that I didn't with the iPad mm-hmm. because it is less like glass. I've been able to give into it, and I caught myself on Sunday. You'll probably laugh at this. This is a good sign that your brain is registering this as paper. I'd get to the end of the page of writing and I'd go like this. Oh, you can't see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at you and not the, not the, I'm I'm like this big on the screen, so I can't see what I'm doing. Uh, I'd go like this, like I'm grabbing to turn the page. What? <laughs> so I'd, I'm right, right, right. And then, you know, like I'm, I'm on, I'm in the thought, I'm in the thought and I go like this and I'm like, no, no. Okay. No, that's, that's a, di- like, that's different. I've never felt that on the iPad. You either blew my mind. I'm like, am I going senile here? Or like, is this a good sign? The no. other thing, I was always concerned about the cover, you know, because like with the iPad, having the cover folded underneath was always annoying, like on the Kindle. Yeah. Here. It it folds so flat that you it just becomes one. It doesn't stay there, but you don't have problems with this at all. And this, the cover, the cover that you have is the cow, is it cowhide? Is... Yeah, I got the cowhide one. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, it look like the moleskin. Right. It looks yes. like a giant-ass moleskin. It does. It, it really does. You you saw the, the tweet that I I said about the uh, contractor looking at my, my supernova going, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, I, was like, I want a supernova now. Because I forgot uh, that this is something nobody's seen before, pretty much, right? So I was right. sitting, I was like standing there and I was just writing on it. And he had his iPad Pro in his hand and he's like, hey, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's just a, it's like that. He's like, oh, he's like, I don't even have the pencil. I lost it or, or not. I don't even use it. And it just, to me, I was like, that was a moment to me where I was like, oh, see, it's not just me. He doesn't use the pencil because something about the experience of using the pencil with that with the iPad is not easy. And I don't know what it is. It's just not easy. With this, it really is. And I don't know what the difference is. I can't put my yeah, mind. It has, it has to be that that simulates a notebook, a pen and a notebook, like an actual, like a moleskin and a, and a pen, because with with the the iPad, like I would have probably lost my pencil as well um, if I didn't have this slot here to um, have it in, right? I'm pretty right. sure. What That's kind of like the case he had, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, oh, and he doesn't have his. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think he lost it. I think he just, he doesn't bring it anymore because he doesn't use oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. But but yeah, so that and also with the with the pen, you know, it has that kind of um the the what do you call that? The hook that you can slide it into the pen loop essentially. Yeah. And I'm sure they are I actually oh my goodness, I have one of those for the Apple pencil. So it has 
I completely forgot. I Once again, you need your inventory list. Where, where is that? Oh my God. Anyways, I have I one of those. Things get lost. <laughs> I have one of those. And, um, but the thing, it, it didn't feel, so it added essentially an, an, another layer, which made like it this? bigger. Is it something like that? It would have been exactly, it would have been exactly like that. Um, but it couldn't attach to the iPad like that because I didn't have um, a case with a loop. So in any case, I still just had, you know, two isolated items um, and they weren't really, oh wait, I did have a, no, I did have a case with a loop, but it was so big that it couldn't fit in the loop. <laughs> so it was a disaster all around. Well, I think, one of the things that might be, I don't, I still, I think it's something about our brains too, the way we register the devices. You know, like I open this, there's only two things I can do here. That's it. Either I'm reading or I'm writing. That's all I can do here. Whereas the iPad, I think, you know, we're talking about those things that happen in the back of our brain. I think maybe that's the thing with the iPad is like you open up the iPad and your brain's going, what are we about to do? Yeah, you know, because something. there's so many possibilities. Whereas yeah. this one, I don't have to ask that question. I just open it up and I know. Yeah, dedicated Muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. I think single-use devices, even though it's technically a, a dual-use device, but single-use devices are far underrated. Our brains... Completely. That's why I bought a, a new camera is because I'll probably still use this phone for videos. But I just want a dedicated device that when I have this thing in my hand, I go, what am I doing? Oh, I'm taking photos. That's all I'm doing. You know, like, I don't want a guitar that turns into a piano that then turns into a skateboard. I just want a guitar. <laughs> Somebody's going to invent that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they really, uh, it, and especially in our world right now where it's just so many things coming at you and fighting for your attention that those single use devices really because that you know it it brings you back again you're using this tool to fulfill this purpose you're not yeah. using it to mindlessly get lost down all sorts of different rabbit holes and to, to realize that you're five hours deep and you haven't had lunch yet so it's it's you know when I bought my kindle and I recently I only recently got a kindle I, I everything I read before was either a physical book or I read it on my ipad on, on my phone and uh, getting the kindle I read so relatively so many I, I read more essentially I finished books like I finished them completely and uh, it was really interesting how me just having this device when I'm traveling or you know whenever I wanted to read kept me just reading as opposed to on my phone get a notification all of a sudden I'm talking to somebody and all of these things you know it's um it's it's really really important for us in this age right now having to negotiate features you know like you're using the kindle app on your ipad but oh man this highlight feature isn't working today or yes. all these little things that come up and you're like this has nothing to do with reading <laughs> yes. so it'll still happen on a device like this like i had a little hiccup that i've had for the last few days where there's a feature where you can 
it's kind of hard to explain, but if you want to highlight a sentence in, in an ebook or an EPUB or a PDF, you draw a bracket at the beginning of the exactly. sentence. Yeah. Bracket uh, on the end, and it'll put it into a digest for you. Mm. I've been doing that, but it for some reason has been skipping the first line of every mm. quote. So I have to like cancel it and then redo it and cancel right. it until it picks up the first line. So not perfect, but one problem. That's all I've had. One problem instead of like many little things, like you said, like phone call or I'm reading something and I go, what's that? And I multitask over to the internet to look that up or. <laughs> so what I've actually found myself doing now that I've been using this is actually going to my physical dictionary more. Mm. Which I, th I think the physical dictionary is something that shouldn't have gone away because you learn so much by accidentally turning to the wrong page. In a <laughs> you know, like, or you're flipping through, you're like, wow. look at that awesome picture of a whale. Let me read about whales for a second. You know, you're picking stuff up by serendipity but by just web searching for the exact word getting the exact response like precision's overrated it really is yeah that that that, that is so true i don't own a physical dictionary anymore <laughs> my mom has like an, a big encyclopedia and i just have like memories of just like reading through it like as a child just as you said looking at the pictures and I am um, maybe I maybe I really should you know um get okay. a, a <laughs> I took this seriously and I got a dictionary oh my goodness and you know I saw that on your like I saw the colors on your shelf in the first um phase of the video that you would have done and I was like that reminds me of my dictionary from from school but I had like the tiny little pocket one that could fit in my bag, but still, wait, so that, that has pictures. I don't yeah. remember. It has hand-drawn pictures, even not photographs, which is, oh, some are photographs like that. Oh. But then there's a bird drawing. <laughs> I did not know that that had pictures. Okay. That's cool. I, I, I might get one. <laughs> What's great about the reason I got this big one, not only because I, wanted to squish bugs no i'm kidding uh is because it has word small word etymologies in them i like sometimes to find out like why is that word why does that word mean that or why did it change me? What i go to all the time like actually when i look up a word in on google or in a dictionary i always go back like i think sometimes you go back you go down you scroll down and then they have like this little kind of chart where you can see the root words and uh, that that always um i always check because i'm like always curious about that yeah. but um i have a book to recommend you then etymologicon is by mark Forsyth. I'll, I'll send you a link it's yeah. literally he he's tracing the etymology of words but he literally starts with one word and the whole book is a continuous stream so this word relates to this and then and then this and then, and then it ends with wow. and and if it's all one line from that word to that other word and it's super interesting you know like uh salt um why do we have the word salary it probably relates to salt because soldiers were paid with salt and that's probably also how we got the word soldier it's if you like etymology that book is it's like crack for people who like that <laughs> because that it's just really cool 
it's written so interestingly and everything is like it's like a bathroom book if you want because it's all short so it's it's not these long you know people think about like books about etymology being these long treatises on words and the history of words and this goes back to the old english and then the middle english like okay just give me the story and that's, <laughs> okay it's a story but other thing about this too reading i've been doing the um i originally thought i was going to do pdfs but i've been doing the epubs because you can write on the epubs as well and mm. i never knew that you could really? so like, just just like as i've written on the screen here i can write on top of the epub and then the epub also wow. gives you the option of messing with the formatting a little bit you know like yeah a little too small that that flexibility is really useful but what I do in the morning is I, I'm still getting used to a little bit of the, the size of it, but I walk through the house mm -hmm. and I have the PDF here and I'm listening to the audiobook. And then anytime something gets me, circle it on the page, put the brackets. Um, I haven't, you had a question? No, I said, oh, that's nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've haven't done this yet but i'm when i finish the book that i'm reading now i will it'll be the first time that i've read a complete book here because the last the first book that i started here i was already like three-fourths of the way through on the kindle so i haven't oh. this the book i'm reading this week is the first book that i've read from beginning to end on the supernote but when you whether it's the epub or the pdf when you write there you end up with two files and this is really kind of an interesting thing. So you have the original EPUB or the original PDF, and then you have a file just for the markdown, mark, markup layer. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is, what I'm gonna do is at the end, I'm gonna just export all the pages that I marked up. So I'll have like this digest of all my marks and I'm gonna export that as a PDF. And then I'm gonna go erase the file with all the marks. So the next time I read that book, it'll be a, naked book and i won't be influenced by what i thought before right that's such a like handy especially if you reread books i mean that's really that's really great i don't but, know if that's why they did it but it totally works for that because normally when you mark up a pdf you're putting it into the pdf it's not a separate layer right 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 so but okay so when you um mock up the page and uh, so this that file that's being exported you're seeing the actual text of the uh, yeah the export merges the two everything okay all right so you can, oh, if you want you could export the whole book but i don't see the point i would just export the pages that i highlighted if i need to go back to the full book i would go to probably to the file right. um but you, you, it merges them too when you export. You have the choice. I think it says um, export um, just the marks, this page with the markdown, full book, or there might be a third option even. I, like I said, I haven't got to that point yet, but that's my plan. And then I would just want to keep a folder in Dropbox or something with my markups from past years of reading. So if I need to, you know, like I decide I want to do something with that book, I can pull out all the times I read it and see all the marks I made. Yeah, that retrospectively, that's that's gonna be really valuable. <laughs> like and they never that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's going to be really cool. What I wanted to know is how you're dealing with the lack of, okay, well, firstly, do you, are you someone who likes to see color on, um, so for the iPad, for example, like that's one of the things that I like, you know, that in my notes, I can change the color of different things. Um, were you, um, was that something that you used to do? Um, or does color actually matter for you or are you fine with it just being the black and white? I've gone over the years in journaling and I've gone back and forth. There was a point where I had one of those, you know, the pens with like four yeah. things and I'd be like, oh, this is a quote. I write that in blue and <laughs> this is me. I write that in black and this is something to do. I write that in red. I totally did that and it was useful. And I think color is helpful to differentiate things, but like with the shades of gray and then just being just like oh there are shades of gray right yeah so there's three shades of gray and then there's i just i use like for example i just use space and objects you know like if something i circle something okay i know that's my colored in that's kind of how i'm dealing with it and it works just fine um okay because the only thing that that so far that has taken getting used to is the flexibility over a paper notebook. With a paper notebook, you never have to think about where you're writing. You just write the next place. But I have the option to do things here where I'm like, like I like to keep a page where I log all of the media that I consume during the day and anywhere I went. Okay. And that's you. That's my first page. That's the page that has the date on it. And then anything that I write that's a note or a thought or something like that is a subsequent page. So I have the option to actually do that here. Whereas in a paper notebook, I'd have to leave a page blank. Yeah. But I could go back and add those things throughout the day, right? Because I don't know where I'm going yet. And then if I mess up or I don't have enough room, I can copy and paste it on the next page and yeah, those are all the benefits of having something like the super note. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the paper like notebooks serve their purpose, especially for people who just like to write on paper. We all we all know that those people will always continue using notebooks, and even you know people like us who like something um that's technology forward, like a super note. But we also like to write. We also like fountain pens and we like stationery etc so we use um both but you kind of end up just tailoring and, and your processes and your workflows tailor according to whichever medium that you're using and then you're going to focus on the benefits that you get with like the super note and there are benefits as well to just having a you know paper notebook i i ordered like a pocket book a really tiny pocket book um Zequens is the name of the the brand I ordered two of them um they don't really have a direct well I plan to use it like as a commonplace book but um just for me to jot down things because I'm not always behind my monitor if even the last way I would like to be but I'm not always and I do want to you know do some just I want to get back to you know writing um on paper and um 
I think, uh, yeah, our processes will will change and for the better. And uh, we still, at least we still have the benefit of still being able to write in paper notebooks. Like what if they were completely just done away with? Like, you know, things we don't see anymore, like, you know, the CD and the, um, the still like from your newsletter. <laughs> um, like when I saw that, I was like, wow, <laughs> what a throwback. Um, so yeah, at least we still have that experience that we still have notebooks that we can just write in, you know? I think that's what's interesting about this super note is it's like that. It's like an analog digital device because even though it's completely digital, the lack of color, the lack of, of all the things except for being able to read and write on it, these limitations make it feel more like an analog device. You know, because yeah. analog devices have limitations. You yep. know, paper has a limitation. I need to find something on it. Guess what I have to do? Read everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to find it. And, yeah. Or sticky notes and tabs and stuff like that, right? And there are features like things like that, you know, like you can draw the star and stuff like that. But I find that what mm -hmm. is best about this is just to treat it as paper. And just this is a place where thinking happens. And anything I need to do anything with, I need to pull it out of here. Instead mm -hmm. of, you know, like I could do to-do lists on here. There's a calendar thing built in here. I'm not going to do that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go here and be like, what's on my to-do list? It's not going to happen. First of all, I don't usually keep to-do lists. Mm. I just generally... I went through all of the productivity things for years. And like now I'm generally at a point where I'm like, if I forget it, it probably wasn't something I needed to do. And right. So what yeah. about the index cards where you said that you would, um, I think you had spoken a bit about that in your index card video. Um, yeah. Having, do you use them for it to do? Well, I guess you don't have a use for them really in terms of task management. I was I was doing a to-do card, but I just found that like I had the same problem with the to-do to card over time that I had with to-do apps. I never go to look at it. Mm, well, then you don't need it. <laughs> it just doesn't, it, it, obviously it's not doing any good if I'm not going to it, right? So it's like, why write it? You know, it's like I have this whiteboard calendar thing on the wall behind the monitor here. Mm -hmm. And technically every month I should write all the things I'm supposed to know for the calendar, but I forget and I never mm -hmm. use it. I'm like, uh, Obviously, I don't need it. I'm remembering <laughs> when I need to go places. So yeah, yeah. I don't worry about it too much. But like, I think that the index cards I haven't touched since I got the super note just because that was the deal. It was like no paper while I'm using this. Yeah. I'd like to think some of that is going to stay because there are certain things about it that I think are useful. But there are certain things that I think I'm going to pull from the index cards and put back into Obsidian. Like the questions, questions mm -hmm. work better on Obsidian because yeah. I'm just going to be able to add the answer below the question. You know, where's yeah. you know, sometimes the answer might be longer and it's not going to fit on a card. Exactly. But other things, you know, like having index card for what's on my mind, that's probably not a bad, bad habit to keep. You know, like when I want to sit down, I'm trying to like, maybe we're preparing to do a video or something. I go, what's on my mind right now? I could grab that stack of index cards and go, oh yeah, that's something I could talk about that, that, that. Yeah. I mean, I could do that with the super note, but like 
I don't want to stack too much responsibility on the device because it'll just become like an iPad again. Yeah, and you don't need like hits. You're just jotting something down. It's like a post-it. You know, you're just um, you're you you're probably not really you're not gonna go back to it, um, likely because it'll be in the video. So um, it's it's just like you're kind of talking points. Um, my only use, well, the use case that I had in my head, um, for index cards was for literature notes. Um, when I was thinking about the Zettelkasten, so. I'm still, I still, I'm still thinking that through. And I have this other custom question to ask you that I thought about today. I don't know if I should ask it now. I don't know if I will forget. I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question. Hopefully, at least you might remember if I, if I do. Um, we do. You don't have to answer it now. So we're not necessarily writers. Um, but yet we felt drawn, we both felt drawn to Zettelkasten as a system. And, um, and uh, that type of note-taking. But to be truthful, I mean, I don't see, I'm, I don't plan to write articles. I don't see that I, I don't need permanent notes, man. The process is, is if, you're not, if you're not a writer, I don't, I don't think Zettelkasten has a use. I, somebody out there is gonna probably just gave birth to a brick right in their chair right now when I said that. And I'm gonna get at least one comment telling me I'm wrong, which is fine. But <laughs> that's what that's what comments are for. Yeah. Uh, but I I think generally, I mean, Lumen was a, he was an author, so he developed a system to facilitate yeah, I mean, writing. So it is essentially a writing system. People call it a thinking system, but it's a thinking system with the purpose of writing as an output end goal is to write something whether it's a book an article you're you're writing something and that's why you need permanent notes so that you can structure your ideas and and you know have some some form of um, a product at the end of it and like I found myself yes again having fun creating the Cecil Casting system yep. but then having zero utility so <laughs> how well, it went for video what yes he took zolt that zolt video i told you about earlier where he had the mind map he talks okay. about it in that video he talks about the different types he's like output focused uh topic focused he talks exactly but when we're not that we're not that type yeah so i found myself like okay like after i read i loved reading how to um well i shouldn't say love but i did enjoy reading how to take smart notes but i found myself like okay I'm reading this book right I'm reading this book um I should be taking literature notes right now um, okay. like, like, like in the cardinal rule right yeah it, it's just like okay what is my literature note about this highlight and I'm like thinking I'm like thinking I'm like hmm okay this is what I my interpretation of this is or this is the gist that I got from this highlight or from this bit um, okay, let me, I'm, I'm going to write it down. And then I'm like, okay, what are you going to do with that after? I mean, you're not writing anything about this. It's yeah. just that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I would like to write, but I think that my, I would like to write more, I guess, structured articles, but that's just not where I am right now, per se. So right. I'm kind of reading because I enjoy reading, um, highlighting because yes, I want to remember the parts that stood out to, to me and maybe I'll jot a little note down, but 
or maybe I just maybe I just don't understand the process of making permanent notes. I think it's more the the fact that I just don't need them. I don't I don't have to. I'm not writing academic papers. Um, it just it's it's a nice thing to think and read about. But if you're not actually a writer or an academic, you start to wonder about what you're really using your time doing. <laughs> is what I've realized that's been like my like year for like the last year with so many things like wait a minute you know how many hours I've dedicated to this why am I doing it and <laughs> the answer, and you know it's like people could say like oh you could make a video with it but that's not how I make videos that's not how I end up with a video this is how I end up there journaling you know this could be paper too it doesn't matter you know I still have thoughts from books but I don't I had this period of time. I know that we're almost at the clock. I'm watching it. Don't worry. Uh, I, uh, we're on a countdown. I, I had this epiphany where it was, this is not doing me any good. It's just this busy work that I've created for myself. This is like a, it's like a crutch that I've created myself. But I'm not taking anything with this and going anywhere with it. But I felt for the longest time, I'm reading these books and I'm taking notes in the books, you know, I'm highlighting things. Therefore, that means I must be, I must have to do something with that. You know, I must write an article. I must make a video about the book. And I got to a certain point where I was like, but I don't like that part. <laughs> yeah. just read it and then think about what I want to think about, but I don't want the homework. Yeah. To me, it felt like homework. Like, oh, I have to do another book report. <laughs> I, just, I don't I never liked doing book reports I love reading but I don't want to tell you what's in the book read the damn book yourself same that's that's exactly the same thing like I literally found myself asking myself why am I making literature notes I at least in the way that it was set out and how to take smart notes like what am I gonna do with this like Yes, what uh, what was appealing is that I I wanted I liked the idea of a being able to connect um, ideas uh, that were not previously connected and, you know, finding these, just finding those connections and possibly being able to write about it. But again, that's not in my workflow. I'm not, I'm not writing things. <laughs> so right now, the utility of it, I think, is what I like to do is just to write a book summary um, of uh, just to kind of a consolidate my thoughts and so that I can have the highlights that I want to look back on if I do want to look back on it there but I don't need anything more than that right now I don't need permanent notes right now I have no use for them it's it's similar to with actually with Rome Obsidian Logseek all of the, they all have the readwise plugin and everybody mm -hmm. automatically imports all of their notes from readwise and i got to a point where all of a sudden i realized i'm like why why am i doing this like i'm not doing anything with the highlights when they come over here why am i doing that and then yeah. second of all it lives in readwise why do i need it somewhere else yeah. yes i can write stuff here but i'm not so for exactly. me they're exactly the same thing and i can search both of them or i could just do like you said pick up the book yeah yeah what what happens is we see other people doing it and we like the workflow but again we have to remember what our end goal like what are we doing you know that's not what we're doing and because we're in this this sphere of um like the whole pkm stuff 
um, I'm thinking of removing PKM from my Twitter bio, actually. I'm, I'm not sure. I <laughs> so it's a thing to put in there because the community is like. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to remove that soon, but it's just, we have to come back and ask ourselves, you know, before, I mean, it, but then again, it's fun to play around with the tools. We do like that. So we're getting something from it, you know, and maybe someone else can watch it and see how they will implement it in their yep. own well we have one minute left so in in honor of people saying that you end abruptly we won't end this abruptly we'll, <laughs> we'll try to end this uh everybody that watched or um maybe listened uh, go and find renee's channel i'm going to put the link here check out her newsletter anything else you want to plug to your newsletter i don't have anything to plug <laughs> Besides your YouTube, your weekly YouTube, your newsletter's weekly yeah. now too, right? Yeah, yeah. Substack, I'll put the link for that as well. Uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Do you want to do this on a regular basis? Yes. Okay. For sure. So we'll be back. <laughs> we will. I'll be back. <laughs> terrible, terrible ending. <laughs>